With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. <laughs> the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Superstate. Russia. China. Syria. And more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Bible here. We're going to go and start talking a little 
Now, um, first of all, I want to say that I believe that a couple of years ago, God pointed to me the word repentance, and he pointed to me that um, I must preach the word the word God and repentance. Um, the Great Commission is to preach to the whole world uh, and turn men and women into disciples. Uh, but as, as we get to the finish line, not only do men and women need to be disciples, but they need to understand the, the times that we are living in so they can get ready for the Lord's return. Hallelujah. Men and women must get ready for Jesus Christ's return. Uh, and if men and women do not get ready, they're going to face the consequences. Stand by for a minute. I had to turn the light on because I could not read my Bible. Um, so I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm going to ask everyone a question who is listening to this program. Are all Christians going to be raptured? Are all Christians going to be raptured? And I ask that question because the majority of people believe that every single Christian who said a sinner's prayer is going to be raptured when Jesus Christ comes back. And this is so important, folks, to ask this question because you don't want to be caught off guard and you don't want Jesus to come on you as a thief. Anytime he said that in the Bible, um, that if you're not ready or if you don't do this or if you don't do that, I will come upon you as a thief. And it's not because he snatches you out and you're in heaven and, oh, my God, wow, that's nice, I'm in heaven. No, it's, it's you got left behind. He came on you as a thief. He took everybody else and he left you behind. Do you want that? Do I want that? Do we want that? Do we want Jesus to leave us behind? And the question is a most important question that you will ever, ever, ever encounter in your lifetime besides do you know Jesus? Getting ready for Jesus' return means that your robes need to be white. And Jesus is the one who makes those robes white. He is the one who makes those robes clean. And if Jesus is not the one making your robes clean, then you will get caught with dirty robes. And it says in Isaiah, though, though, your, uh, though your robe or whatever you're wearing will be red, like crimson red, God himself will make it white as snow. That means the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ, the cleansing power that Jesus has for you is for all men. It's for everyone who will step into the cleansing power. 
who is willing to leave the life that he was living, who is willing to leave those things that slow him down, that was willing to leave those things that's making his life miserable, to come to Jesus Christ and be saved. So, there was a question asked in Malachi. That's the book before Matthew. And in that question, it's uh, Malachi 3, 2. But who will abide the day of his coming? Talking about Jesus. And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a filler's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purify of silver and shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offer of righteousness. Now, you know, Levi, John the Baptist of Levi, and they say, there is no one greater than John, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. So Levi's counts. As a matter of fact, we cannot look at Levi's as being so perfect that we cannot look at them as an example. Levi's is where John the Baptist comes. The Bible says there's none greater than John. Jesus says it's none greater than John. But he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Where was he telling the church at Laodicea? He says, buy of me gold, cried in the fire. A lot of times when we have trials and tribulations in our life, we come to God. And we tell God, hey, I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to be a sinner until I die. I know I'm going to always sin. Every five minutes I'm going to sin. When you tell somebody that, when you're a preacher, preacher, don't tell your congregation that. Tell them that they have victory in Jesus Christ. Tell them that Jesus Christ will deliver them from their sins. Tell them who the Son sets free is free indeed, John 3, 36. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. In order to be raptured, you have to be set free of all devices. In order to be raptured, I'm so sorry to tell you, those who have turned on this radio program and thought I was going to give you a cushy message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I'm not giving you a cushy message. Matter of fact, I'm giving you a hard message. I'm giving you a hard message that I'm willing to go and go through this hard message myself. I am giving you a hard message. When they say, why do you let somebody suppress you and give you a hard message that they make you so full of anxiety that you don't think you're going to heaven every five seconds, you are, they, they're actually giving you condemnation and they're condemning you to, to the lake of fire because they say you cannot make it heaven because Jesus did not cover all your sins. Yes, Jesus did cover all your sins. He covered them, but he also gave you power to stop your sins, to stop sinning, to stop doing sins unto death, to stop doing sins that 
naked eye if we were able to see it. I mean, if you're mad at somebody, I can't see that. If you're gossiping, I can probably see it, but I don't know everything. If if, if you're stealing from the from the church, I don't know that. But all things will come to light. But see, if you're left behind after the rapture of the church, you will be exposed. I do not want to be exposed. I do not want anything that I, I, I want to go through my whole life with a fine-tooth home. And I want to give it to Jesus so he can forgive me about it. Okay, so if I lost you already, I apologize. But I'm going to go to Matthew. 25 verses 1 through uh, 13. Got to find my King James Version. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamp and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. They were, were foolish, took their lamps, and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a, call, a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all of their, uh, all those virgins arose and trimmed the lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. And the wise answered and said, Not so, lest there be not enough for us in you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and that they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came the other version, saying, Lord, Lord, open up to us. But he said, answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. So at that time he does not know them. He didn't say, I never knew you, like he did in Matthew 7, 13 and 14. He says, I don't know you at this time. Watch therefore, and ye, he says, For ye know neither the day or hour, where ends the Son of Man coming? <clears throat> so um, I'm going to back up and go to Matthew 24:41. I think um, I might have to go to 45. I think it's 45, 45 through 51. No, it's not doing it. 45. I want to read the full chapter. Um, 45. Okay, so here's another. Okay, so you just heard um, Matthew 25, and it was about the 10 versions. Now, that was after chapter four, um, 24. So if you put 20, chapter 24 in this perspective, Jesus is asking, uh, the disciples are asking Jesus, um, when is when is the end of the age? So he gave them the whole chapter, but 
there comes a point in the whole chapter when he starts to explain how not to be in that chapter when it begins. Now, I believe verses 1 through 7 is where we're at now in Matthew 24. I believe as we speak, that's where we are right now before nation rises against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There have been world, world, world wars, one and two, but it was after, we're looking for the war to break out after Israel becomes a nation in the last generation, at the end of that last generation before Jesus Christ returns. We're not looking at World War One and World War Two. We're looking at nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom. That's in verse 7. Verse 8, in some, and the King James says these are the beginning of sorrows. And, and there's another version that I like that says these are the beginning of birth pains. So, with that being said, here's how you stay out of it. So, uh, Matthew 24, verse 45. <clears throat> Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? This is this is a thousand-year job. This is the Great Commission. This is the Great Commission. So the Great Commission is making disciples, teaching them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them how to be disciples. That is the Great Commission. That's when you give them meat in due season. This right here in verse 45 kind of steps out of the Matthew 24 um, discourse. And it starts to explain how not to be there. It's not part of the discourse. It's how not to be in the discourse or how not to be in the time of Jacob's trouble. It says, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat and due season? Blessed is that servant who his Lord, with, when he comes, shall find doing so. So when God finds you doing what he left you to do, praise the Lord. So verse 37, 47, Matthew 24, 47. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. It's a verse 48. But it is that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord, the lay of his coming, and shall begin to smite his servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh for him not, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is an actor. So this person is not a part of the actors. He's Now he's getting his portion with the hypocrites, those who are acting like they're a Christian. This person right here probably meant well, but he began to beat the servants because they were talking about the rapture, the second coming. He's talking about uh, something that they disagree with, something they, I mean, he, he was like, oh, man, we're going to go through the tribulation period. How dare you guys think Jesus is going to come get you and take you out and around to the church? you got to be ashamed of yourself. That's beating the servants. And when you do that, 
that's not a good thing to do. Uh, you should not be going after uh, God's people to tell them how wrong they are. I don't even do that. And there's a lot of people, I, I mean, trust me, I could fall in line to do a lot of that these days in apostasy that we're living in. But see, God, God is preparing his church. He's getting his bride ready. The bride has made herself ready. Um, and that says, so the bride is make, making herself ready for Jesus Christ to come back. It says in Revelation 19.7, says, let us be glad and rejoice and give our honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Now, that's not Israel, because Israel is not going to spend any time getting themselves ready, because they're going to be running to Petra, and maybe they're going to make themselves ready there. But this is talking about the body of Christ. This is talking about the remnant out of the body of Christ called the bride. See, the bride of Christ is the whole organization of Christianity. Uh, And... Uh, the body is all the seven churches that were written in Revelations 1 through 3 or 2 through 3. And there's a remnant that will come out of the body of Christ that will be raptured because they kept his word. They kept the words of his patience. They did not give up the word. Now, in the end times, I'm expecting people to listen to this radio program and to disagree with everything I'm saying. I, I, I mean, I, I cannot stress the fact that I'm not looking for anybody to agree with me. I am, I'm surely putting out the message, and if it fits, wear it. If it fits your heart, wear it. If it doesn't fit your heart, don't wear it. But Jesus is coming back soon, and he's coming back for a church without a spot of blemish. He's not, I mean, we're all, we're all, we're not perfect people. We are to walk perfect in his sight. We are, we are to walk holy in his sight. We are to be separate from this world and to not be in this world. I'm going to go ahead and still play Matthews 25, 1 through 13. I'm going to have a, have it actually have a, a different voice so you guys can hear it a little bit better. Here it goes. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. 
And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Okay, um, well, that was a test, so <laughs> it turned out that when I, uh, paused, I tried to pause it so I can say something, I just wanted to test it, though, see if it were paused, but the, the audio would not pause. That's why it's good to have some type of control, control deck where you can control or have it your cell phone play the audio that you're trying to play because it, 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 it's not going to do that. Anyway, um, so Jesus is coming back soon, and he's coming back for a church. He's looking for a church who, first of all, without spot of limits, we we said that already, and he's looking for a church that uh, has kept his word. Next, he's looking for a church who is watchful. He's looking for people who are watching for his return. Um I say this a, a while, and I've been saying this for a while. If you don't want to go in the rapture, he's not taking you. Um, Luke 14, 16 through 24. <clears throat> um, King James, I'm looking for the King James. Okay, so it reads, it says, then... So this is Luke 14, 16, and 24. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, that means invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden or invited, Come, for all things are ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said unto him, I have brought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have brought five yokes of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house began, being angry, excuse me, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes in the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the hawk and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and the hinges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bitten shall taste of my supper. Now, I want you to think about this really quickly. I mean, this is something where God asks us to to do our part. He told, he's talking about, says, um, he gave a parable, 
He says, um, what type of man who is a military general, a military uh, uh, commander who does not count the cost to see if he has enough military men to fight in the war? What was Jesus saying? He's saying, well, well, look at the individual. The individual counts the cost. Are you willing to leave all that you have to follow Jesus? What was he telling the uh, rich ruler? Or what was he telling the guy that came up to him and said, man, sir, can I follow you? Because foxes have holes, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. What was he telling him? He was telling him, you have to be willing to put yourself in a position of uncomfortableness, uh, uncomfortable, not being comfortable in order to follow me. The disciples went around and they did not have an actual house to stay in. They went from village to village, county to county, community to community, preaching the word of God and did not have an actual place to lay their head. Now, as far as breaking it down into our 21st century, Yes, we don't have a place to lay our head uh, in relevance to uh, being different. You know, we have to lay our head in the bosom of Jesus Christ, and we have to be faithful to Him as we as we move about. We don't have Him here. We don't follow Him in the wilderness, but we follow Him in our hearts, and we cannot be compromised in front of people. So count the cost. Are you willing to leave the life that you were living uh, if it was if it was a, to a point where alcohol was involved or watching dirty movies or watching dirty television shows or or, or talking dirty at work or, or the coffee pot? I mean, are you willing to leave the old ways that you were formerly known for? Um, you know, sometimes people will come up to you and say, you know, you don't act the same way you used to act, or you don't live the same way you used to live. Well, Jesus said some things that were really um, that were really paramount to the Christian walk. He says, if you're not willing to lose your life for my sake, you will not gain it. He is willing to gain his life for his own self, self will lose it. You know, to say, deny yourself daily and pick up your cross and follow me. What is he meaning? What is he meaning? He's meaning to suffer the loss of some things in your life if you love Jesus, including his commands, the commands in the New Testament as well as some in the Old. We're not talking about 153 rules that Moses, you know, that they were having back then in and, and Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy. We're talking about the commands that Jesus shortened up or Moses went to the mountain, came down with Ten Commandments, and shortened it up. And then Jesus made it harder when 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 he was talking about the commands of Moses in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He says, "If you look upon a woman to lust after her, you're created in your own heart." Now, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't looked up at the opposite sex or some people the same sex? But who hasn't looked at someone with lust? But the thing is, is that when you give God strength, I mean, you take God's strength, you take God's power, God will give you the power not to do that. He'll give you the power not to live an unholy life. He'll give you the power not to have a dirty mind. He'll give you the power to have a free heart, to have a clean heart, 
and have a heart as, that is submissive to him. These are the last moments of time. There's going to be a lot of people who are surprised that they're left behind. I'm trying not to be one of them. Uh, I don't want to be left behind, and I'm going to sit up here, and I'm going to make sure I make it in. Do not tell me, don't worry about it, Phil. Every Christian is going to make it. That's the worst thing you can ever say to me because I don't believe it. I don't believe every, after reading the New Testament just by itself, I don't see how someone can make it in without listening to what the Bible is saying to them. Uh, cool. Let me see. I'm going to go to Colossians 3. I think it's 312. <clears throat> uh, Colossians 3. Am I in the right book? Or I'm thinking Galatians 3. No, I'm thinking, well, no, it's, it's right. Okay, Colossians 3, verse 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil conspicuousness, covetousness, which is adultery, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Now, as long as you watch this, listen to this program in the next couple of weeks, I want you to pay attention to children of disobedience. The children of disobedience is those who go to church, but they, they read the Bible occasionally, but they don't obey it. But they have no plans on obeying it. So the wrath of God is coming on the children of disobedience. And in verse 7, in which ye also walked sometimes when ye lived in them. We supposed to have formerly walked in the, the habits that we used to have, and now we don't. But now ye also put off these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, fancy communication out of your mouth, Lying not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge of uh, knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as elect, elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all, put on charity, which is the bonds of perfectness. <clears throat> that's that's it, all the scripture in a nutshell. Um, and then there are plenty of lists in the Word of God that we need to really look into in order to examine yourself to make sure you're not, not in the, you're you're in the faith. You are in the faith. He says, um, put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Wow. Mortify, therefore, the, the you know, your members upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, 
inordinate affections, evil conspicuousness, covetousness. You know what covetousness, covetousness means? Always wanting something. Always wanting things and always wanting stuff and always wanting to order things on Amazon. <coughs> always wanting, 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 wanting a new car, wanting a new house, wanting a new career, wanting this, wanting that. I mean, we should be content in the Lord at one point, shouldn't we? we the Bible asks us to be content with such things as we have. Um, so in the next 23 minutes, I just want to talk about Bible prophecy for a minute. Um, and I want to quickly talk about the speed of cycles. Okay, so in Israel, the number of the year is different from in the Gentile calendar. So right now we're in 2022 in the Gentile calendar, or at least the West calendar. But in relevance to the Israel calendar, look up the number of year. Ask, ask the search engine, Google, what year is it in Israel? Is it either going to say 2022 or 5782? 5782 is divisible by seven. So if you know what a Smedley cycle is, it's a seven-year cycle. If you take the United States calendar, you go back 240 years ago at our birth, all our ten years are divisible. All our years are divisible by ten. You can't catch it in the middle of a ten-year. Um, well, matter of fact, we just begun a new decade. But each time we begin a decade, we actually begin a decade with the actual number. So our numbers are even by ten: ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, and onward. So. The, the 2000s are different from the 2010s. The 2010s are different from the 2020s. We are happen to be in the decade of 2020s. Um, with that being said, there's a strong possibility that we are facing some times, the times of Jacob's trouble coming up pretty soon, and the rapture of the church will fall at the beginning of a seven-year Smita cycle. And the tribulation period will begin in the seven years of a Smita cycle, the beginning of a seven-year Smita cycle. We are facing uh, economic conditioning, which God has already sending us red flags that this is a Smita cycle, Smita year. In 2015, everyone was looking for this massive crash, and it really didn't happen, but it was a crash in 2015. There was a crash in 2008. There was a crash in 2001. There was a crash in 94, 87, 80, 73. And there were major crashes to identify. God was identifying the Semitic cycles, even to the Gentile nations. These things trickulated throughout the world. So these Semitic cycles are telling us that, hey, Jesus is coming to intervene back in history. And when he does, is he's coming back on a jubilee or the beginning of a jubilee year. So the, the tribulation period will begin in the jubilee year. So that's why Israel would take back land during that process. And they will also lose land. <laughs> so the things that are going to happen in the next two weeks, we don't know for sure. We not, I'm not 100% sure that the tribulation period is going to start 
and all these things. But my heart does go out to the world because I know we're close. My heart, matter of fact, it goes out to the world because I know we're so close to tribulation that most of the people don't even realize that we're, we're there. Um, we are there because God has told mankind when he talked to Noah, says, my spirit will not always strive with man, but his time will be 120 years. Now, Noah took 120 years to build the ark, but was he talking about 120 years to build an ark, or was he talking about something else? So if you go back to the Garden of Eden, God made the world in six days and rested on the seventh. Likewise, he will probably give the world 6,000 years. And on the 7,000 years, he'll call everything to completion. He'll call all Satan's works to completion. He'll call the age of grace to completion. And the millennial reign of Jesus Christ will begin. And there'll be a 1,000 years, and then this will come to the end, the 7,000 years of mankind history. So we're still going to be asking questions in the millennial reign, and we're still going to be learning. We're still going to be following Jesus like disciples. And God says in um, Isaiah, I believe it is, that people are going to come to the mountain of the Lord to worship him. And if you don't come to worship the mountain of the Lord, you don't come to worship Jesus, then you won't get no rain. And it's a shame that God has to do this after the time period that we already spent 6,000 years and the devil's not even there. So at the end of the 7,000 years or the end of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, Satan's going to be let out. He's going to be let loose. And he's still going to end up deceiving people after they live that long. Because they got, you got, you got records that in the 21st century, people did not live but the average of 80 years. You just lived a 1,000 years, and now you, you're going against God? How dare you? It's not any of my listeners, but I mean, well, at least I hope not. But um, the times are changing, folks. We have very short time to win the loss to Jesus Christ. Out there, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, it's time. Open up your heart. Listen to his word. Jesus is calling every single person out there to repentance. Turn from your sins and turn towards God, and he will help you. He'll set you free. He wants you to repent of all wrongdoings, all evil things. If you have contending your heart against somebody, forgive them. If you owe someone some money, Give it to them, which is in your power to give. Give God your life because time is running out. We don't have very much time. Time is short. God is coming back, and no matter what you did, he will forgive you. You got to mean business, though. You got to mean, you got to be serious with God. Be serious with God, he'll be serious with you. Keep God before your eyes. 
keep your eyes on Jesus. Just like when Jesus was walking on water and the disciples saw him coming, and Peter asked Jesus, to, can I walk on water? He said, come out. And Peter came walking on water, and then the wind started to pick up, and he took his eyes off Jesus and put it on the winds, and he started to sink. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Life might get a little rough. Life might get a little shaky, but keep your eyes on Jesus. He's the one who will see you through. He's the author and finisher of our faith. In Philippians 1, 6, he said, He who has begun a great work in you will perform it into the day of Jesus Christ. He will will continue our work in you. God knows everything, folks. He knows you when you were in your mother's womb, before you were in your mother's womb, and he knows you now. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. His arms are wide open. He's calling you, young man. He's calling you, young lady. He's calling you, Mrs. Lady. He's calling you, Mr. Man. He's calling you to repentance, to come to know him, and to come to hear his voice, and to come and to have him lead you into the heavenly gates. We're going to see some things happen in the next couple of weeks. We might not see very much because some people aren't looking for it. He says, just in the days of Noah, men were eating and drinking and giving marriage, and to Noah went into the ark and the door was shut. And to Lot left the city and the rocks began to fall. We are that generation, folks. We are those people who will see the rapture of the church and we will see the rise of the Antichrist. If you do not make the rapture of the church, you will see those if you do not die before he comes. And you will see judgment fall on this country, the United States of America. You will see judgment fall on all the countries who try to divide Jerusalem, who try to divide Israel. Time is short. Where are you standing? Which side are you picking? Are you willing to listen to what I'm saying, that you must get ready for the rapture of the church? You must ask God to purify your heart. You must ask God to forgive you of your sins. And you must ask God to see you through the gate the narrow gate. He will do it. You ask him, Lord Jesus, help me. I repent of my sins, and I'm sorry for all that I've done wrong. Will you please accept me as your child? In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Do not be asking God, do not be accepting God as your Savior. He don't deserve that treatment. You need to ask God to accept you as his child because he will do it if you ask him. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit or baptism of the Holy Spirit, you automatically get the Holy Spirit, but you need to stay close as you can to God. So that Holy Spirit will burn that that Holy Spirit will burn inside of you. And when he comes for you, he can see you when he comes. He said, these people have the blood covering their sins. 
had. And these people that I'm going for have decided to leave their sins. They decided to repent of their sins. God bless you guys out there. I'm so thankful to be on here. Uh, I will be doing shows more frequently on Blog Talk. And i like to thank uh, iHeartRadio uh, I and iTunes and a few more other ones. Um, I can't. <laughs> there's a few of them uh, that uh, I'm reaching out to, especially iHeart. Um I would like to get more people to be uh, uh, listening from iHeart and iTunes. Am I saying it right? iTunes. Um, there's a few more, but I'm not on the page to, to actually let you guys know which one is. Um, let's see. I'll try to get there if it lets me. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay, I'm going to find out now. I heard Apple, a Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening to me on Blog Talk Radio, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Blog Talk Tune In Radio. That's what it's called, Tune In. Anybody listening to me from Tune In? I'd like to welcome you guys from Stitcher. I'd like to welcome those from Stitcher listening. Um, Blog Talk, I already said that from Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Amazon Music, thank you for listening to the program. From Indian Podcast, thank you so much. I think, as a matter of fact, I think you guys uh, know. Castbox, who, who is that? Castbox, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Podcast Republic, thank you. Thank you. Google, whoever it is. I mean, I know Google, but I don't know if that's like what it is. Uh, what else? Uh, seems like this thing is growing by the minute. Hamalaya, is that a, that's Indian? Hamalaya, hello, Molly. I cannot pronounce it. I'm <laughs> so sorry. M-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. That's the Indian uh, Broadcast System. Thank you. Player FM, thank you for listening. iTunes, whoever's listening to iTunes, thank you for listening. Um, These are D-E-E-Z-E-R. Thank you for listening. Uh, It's a lot of people. Podbean, I don't know how it would be on Podbean, because I haven't signed up for Podbean, but maybe Blog Talk has. I, I, I cannot, I cannot tell you if they did or not. And there's a lot more. ATC. Let me go up a little notch. I know it's enough, I'm almost running out of time here. So let me see if I got any new people. Uh, Mixcloud. Dot com. I don't know how they got Mixcloud on there. That's pretty awesome. Um, Pod Bay FM. Thank you for listening. Uh, the rest, whoever that is, thank you for listening. Uh, 
Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Block Talk Radio got 11 listens the other day. Generic Android. Somebody listening from a generic Android. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, anyway, thank you guys so, so much. Thank you so much for for tuning in to this program. I am so thankful to be able to come on here. Try to slow it down next time, have some interviews, have some people that you can listen to. Some people are not going to like certain shows. On um, Sunday night, I will be preaching the word. Um, <clears throat> probably Monday night on Blog Talk Radio, probably a good time to come on Blog Talk Radio. But I don't know the traffic, and I don't know who's listening and who's doing what. But um, just thank you so much for tuning in to this program. I've been on um, Blog Talk Radio for 12, almost 12 years. Well, um, 2022 to 2012 will be 10 years. 2000, oh, yes. I've been on probably about 15 years, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. What, what is 2000? What is 2022 minus 2009? So about 11 years. I don't know why I keep getting 11 years, but that's pretty good because I've been on here since 2009, and it's that's awesome thing, man. That's awesome, awesome. So anyway, God bless you guys, and you guys have a wonderful, blessed night. I love you guys. Take care. I'm going to put on a theme song. Hopefully, it's the right one. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. See y'all later. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes 
There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ShumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.